a heart attack. Yes, that's one of the reasons not to really enjoy this movie. A lot of other people agree with me. This is one of the trilogy of the Karnstein Dracula movies from Hammer. This is 1971's Lust for a Vampire. There are other reasons not to enjoy this movie. Um, one of the ones being that it's set in a girl's finishing school. It's got lust and sexuality at its basis rather than um, concentrating on the vampiric nature and the living forever nature and the, the, the you know, the stuck in that kind of always um, half living, half dead feel, you know, all of that. So there's quite a lot of, uh, of kind of chasing the zeitgeist, I suppose, for Hammer here. This starts with Vampire Lovers, um, which has a kind of, uh, not kind of, it does have a, um, a sexuality in there. And I suppose it ends with Twins of Evil, which introduces the the different area of the of the anatomy to bite, i.e., the breast. It's a better movie actually than Lust for a Vampire. Um, the Collington twins have a go and try to play different characters, and Peter Cushing as Gustav Weil produces some of the best work he's ever produced, actually. The absolute certainty of his moral crusade, which which he then has to question, is um, is is wonderfully done by Peter Cushing, a much better actor than people thought. You know, I've said that many times. And in the middle of that, there's Lust for a Vampire, which has Jutta Stensgaard in there, who of course is the um, is sort of following the the kind of trend of Scandinavian. Um, interesting actresses I suppose and there's a lot of flesh on show um, a bit like Countess Dracula which I think is the same year as as this and it's um it's called love it, it was known as love for a vampire as well on American TV so there's quite a lot of that you've also not got all the things to not enjoy here are a lack of Peter Cushing so there's no central kind of um, crusading character. And there's also no Peter, uh, um, Christopher Lee here. Although there is a sort of sub-Christopher Lee here. It would be difficult to step into his shoes anyway. As I said with Legend of the Seven Gone Vampires, he has large um, shoes anyway because he's a big bloke. And what you've got here is someone who looks a bit like Christopher Lee, did an awful lot of work um, when Christopher Lee wasn't around, did some work for Hammer, did his own movies for his own production company, and that would be Mike Raven, who has done so much stuff, including being one of the first Radio 1 DJs. He does look like Christopher Lee, but he kind of does a lot of looking into the middle distance acting, it, it, and, and he's not really inhabiting the role. So there's a scene later on where he says something like fire is no problem for us or fire has no fear for us. But you don't see any of the kind of definite nature of that or any of the fear of the mob who are coming to try and kill them. He just tends to make a face and 
act around it. And that's not ideal, but he does look a bit like Cushing. He's got the widow's peak and all that. And that first thing, a heart attack, is one of his lines. He kind of tries a stentorian, um, I suppose, Christopher Lee-type delivery. Doesn't always manage it. So that's another reason why I'm not massively keen on it. And I've I've reviewed it recently. The reason why I've done it again is because I watched it with my friend Alan. Hello, Alan. And my lovely wife, Debbie. And we kind of... Um, we thought it was a little better than it has been. And one of the reasons for that is that Yutta Stensgaard, as, um, as Mia Carla, which, of course, is uh, an anagram for Carmilla Karnstein... I mean, they've not done it very well. If they want to hide her, they're sort of hiding her in plain sight, aren't they? There's a character here, and there's a, there's a person here who's part of the Karnstein family of the undead called, uh, called Carmilla. Now then, Mia Carla, what do you think about that? Oh, I don't know. It's that sort of thing. You don't need to be on countdown to work that one out. And actually, it is worked out. More of that in a minute. But Yuta um, Stensgaard does better work than I remember her doing. It's quite gentle work. I mean, quite. There is quite a lot of her flesh on, on, on you know, on, on show. It's a, a female finishing school. There's skinny dipping. There's, there's massaging of shoulders. There's all that kind of stuff going on. Um, but what she does have is a kind of sense of sort of otherworldliness. That might be because she's not really inhabiting the role, or it could be that she's actually playing that. So it's sort of a feeling that she's been brought back. She doesn't quite know why. And there's a sense that there is a scene in which she. Um, falls for the sort of male lead, more on him in a minute, and they do have some kind of sexual congress, and she doesn't bite his neck at all. And that's teased, but she doesn't. And she's confused in that respect. So that kind of gentle performance is quite, is quite interesting. Something else to enjoy here. Well, two things, actually, that, that I, I, I'd sort of noticed before, but succumb to this time is that playing the sort of um, head of the the girls finishing school is um, is Barbara Gifford who who is a um, she's uh, she's I, I suppose so she's not the head of the school is she she's Count Karnstein's um, consort I suppose she has She's beautifully costumed, and this whole thing is beautifully costumed. It's, I have to say, the costumes are wonderful. Um, and she has a sense of definite certainty, which is punctured by another character she works very well with here, who's the the sort of head of um, head of the school. Head of the school is played by Helen Christie, who is sort of... She finds these issues because girls go missing and girls die and she's put all of her savings into this school and it has to be a success and she can't, she falls to pieces each time there's, oh there's something else has happened, it's terrible it's played really nicely slightly on the edge the whole time um, so that's another reason to enjoy this and one of the main reasons to enjoy it is Ralph Bates, now he doesn't he's, I mean, he's marvellous in he's fantastic as, um, as young courtly in um, let's taste the blood of Dracula, isn't it? Um, when he was thought to be the person taking over from Christopher Lee, but um, the story is that American distributor wanted Lee in there, so he was put back into the film or forced into the film. It was rewritten. 
he's marvellous there. He's marvellous in the horror of Frankenstein. And what he's actually a sort of um, comedy Frankenstein role. He's even better in um, in um, in Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. Couldn't remember the name of it then for a minute. With Martin Bezik, he's 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 marvellous in a kind of. Uh, patrician hard-hearted sort of way slightly different here because he plays the schoolmaster and he doesn't give himself um well he gives himself rather too much to go on to be honest plays giles barton so he's got his his hair which is very dark looks um uh, uh, ralph bates he's got it parted in the middle big glasses on he's very kind of bookish very scholarly very interested in the um, in the Karnstein family, in the mystery. And he teaches that as well. He works out that Mia Carla is actually Carmilla. And there's a lovely scene where he asks her to come to him in the in, in, at night and he holds up the cross and you think it's against uh, her and she's, she's sort of moving back from it, um, flinching from it, and then he turns it round. I want to serve you. And of course, she puts her choppers into his neck and takes rather too much. And, walks away to leave him to die. Early bath night for Ralph, and um, you couldn't have much more of that, but it's a safe pair of hands. You've got stuff like Michael Johnson as Richard Lestrange, who takes over the role of the of the school, which should have been um, Biggs, Jonathan Cecil. Yeah, he turns up as a kind of silly ass, kind of um, posh person, which he often played, or played all the time, actually. And he becomes a schoolmaster because he's a writer. Of course, there are lots of people who are interested in him. He falls in love with Mia Carla. And also the, the sort of, um, I suppose, the, the, the sort of teacher lead, really. Janet Playfair, played by Susanna Lee, with a very definite feeling that I'm in love with you and I want you to know. Um, so, you know, he's got his pick, actually. He can take, take his pick. But he's a sort of... A sort of ne'er-do-well. Not as bad as as uh, Dennis Waterman's brother in Scars of Dracula, but that kind of, I've worked my way through life and I can sing and I can write and, you know, I'm good looking and he doesn't have much character, actually. Most of the time, things are being done to him um, and he doesn't really take control of anything. So, that, But there is no main central character here, which, as far as trying to beat back the, in inverted commas, evil, you have a policeman who comes who comes um, to, to investigate you have the uh, the father of one of the girls that's gone missing and is subsequently dead who comes to investigate you've got a lot of that but you don't have any kind of central Van Helsing type character however it, it's sort of trying to step outside of that of that sort of myth and that sort of tradition it's got a different kind of feel to it. Yes, it has a bit of a feel of a sort of 1970s nudge, nudge, wink, wink, sex comedy type, not comedy, but you know, that kind of romp. Um, and I understand that. It's directed by Jimmy Sangster with um, no real frills or fur below's. There's quite a lot of graveyard and uh, crypt and um, nighttime mist and fog stuff going on. And there is actually a um, a song when when they're having their intimate moment, um, Mia Carla and Lestrange. They have the, that that came out. It's called Strange Love. It was uh, recorded by Tracy. She was a young singer from Wembley. That came out as a single. 
So, you know, it's... It's all... It's... They're attempting vertical integration here, and they're attempting to break out of the Hammer tradition, whilst also chasing the zeitgeist, which, of course, they did in Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires and in... Uh, things like uh, The Beast Must Die and that sort of thing. Apparently Peter Cushing was supposed to be in this film, but um, his wife Helen was ill and so he uh, was looking after her, um, but he was replaced by Ralph Bates. So I don't know what kind of character it would be. I mean, maybe they rewrote it. Maybe he was supposed to be more of a swashbuckling character in the original. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's not got... It didn't have a, a fantastic... Um, critical reception, really. Um, Hammer Story, the authorised history of Hammer Films, calls it a, a cynical and depressing exercise. But, but the Hammer Vampire British Court Cinema says there's much to recommend it. I think it was a very good script. Now, um, the, the, I mean, the script's okay. Tudor Gates wrote it, so safe pair of hands there. It's all right. There's nothing that... I feel is egregious in there, but there's nothing exciting either. Um, it does have a great feel to it, a kind of grand, grand guignol feel to it. And looking at it, it's got some humour and some warmth. And despite the issues around Mike Raven, whose work I'm not that keen on, and um, and the kind of sexual nature of it, I think it has some real warmth and understanding of its place within that that trilogy which was trying to break out of the Dracula feel with the Count Karnstein um, family name and they were trying something else and I think it needs a re-looking at this I don't think it's great but uh, apparently Tudor Gates thought it was the best of the three I'm not sure because I like Twins of Evil, but then that seems very similar to other Hammer Dracula movies. Sort of as if they'd, they'd thought, we'll try and do something bold here, and then thought, no, 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 let's run back to where we were before. This one stands in the middle, and it's, uh, it's very interesting, actually. Do have a look and see what you think. I don't think I'll be seeing it again for quite some time, but this one made me look at it in a different way. Yeah. Not as bad as I thought. But what isn't that that good is Harperpack. I'm not sure I'll ever be able to reappraise that. Ta-ta.